Welcome to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Casperson. All right, we are back with a great topic with Dr. Hart, who's a sexual medicine physician in Canada at sexualfunctionclinic.com. And she has agreed to join in the conversation because I think I can talk to you about anything, but let's talk about penis size today. <laughs> yes, let's. Penis size is, I mean, I'm a, I'm a female. I'm in female sexual health. I tend to be very female centric in this. And whenever I like dip my toe into like what the guys are talking about, this is like probably number one all the time is like, obsessed over, is it too big? Is it too small? Is it too crooked? Is it, how do I compare? Why is penis size such a big deal for men? I honestly cannot even figure out the origins of that one. I do not know. It's, I mean, it probably came from some, you know, belief back in, who knows, some ancient Greek physician's time that larger genitals meant more fertility. I mean, I can only assume, but it's, yeah, super not true. And there's actually no link there. And contrary to popular belief, bigger is usually not better. That's what's so mind blowing about it. It would be like, if it actually was a measure of like how rich you were going to be or like your sperm count or your erections, it literally means nothing. Yeah. There's no link to sperm count. There's no link to fertility. There's no link to, and I mean, people, you know, oh, he's taller. He must have a bigger, no, mm -mm, not related. It doesn't relate to how overweight you are. It doesn't relate to how tall you are, how big your feet are. None of those, your nose, I've heard that one. None of those are true. I think a big reason that that guys are so I won't say obsessed, but they find it so important is our society has really defined masculinity by penis size. And so like, it's a measure of their ability to be a man and which is wrong. You're worthy as a human, no matter what, right? There are many other reasons you're valued in society besides the definition of manliness being your penis size. But I think a lot of it, when it comes down to it, it's not actually that inch or not of it's more, am I man enough? Yeah, I agree. And I think some of it comes down to to the same thing that we were talking about in the episode we did on virginity. You stretch a virgin more if you have a larger penis and that must mean you you took her virginity better. Like there's there's just so much weird macho bizarre misogyny tied up in in all of that stuff. And it's, I mean, it's one of the things we talk about toxic masculinity. One of those things is how damaging it is to men who might just have an average penis or a slightly smaller than average penis. That doesn't make them less good partners. It doesn't make them less good parents. It doesn't make them less good lovers, but somehow we've made them less than. Literally nowhere in the literature is like a woman's pleasure and orgasm is enhanced by filling her vagina as full as possible. No, in fact, I get a lot of complaints from people who have partners who are too big or have partners who are obsessed with filling them too much and go and buy excessively large toys or try to stick more fingers in to make them feel more filled. Most women don't want that. Excessive stretch is uncomfortable. Ever watch someone give birth? This is not something that feels good for most of us. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think it's another example of shaming the woman because I see a lot of women who come to see me for pain 
And she says, well, my husband's really, really big. And I'm like, ever think that that's the problem? Yeah. And, and not, yeah. you're, you're a normal sized woman with like, you know, the top 90% penis. Why are you the problem? Because we totally. never want to say a big penis is a problem, but it hurts some people. It does. I mean, I guess the thing about that is there's very little we can do about an excessively large penis. We don't have penis reduction procedures. So I guess it ends up being the female's problem because what we end up having to work on is, is finding ways to improve her comfort despite the large penis. That's where, that's where like the tips and tricks of like, she needs lubrication, probably extra lubrication. She needs all the time to get aroused and to make the vagina ready. She might need things in the vagina before the big event. Pun intended. Pre-stretching. Pre-stretching. All these tips and tricks. The O-nut, which is a nice silicone band that can go on the base of a penis for an excessively large penis so that you're not hitting the cervix, which for some people is sexually stimulating, but for some people is incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. I love the O-nut rings, actually. They're great. They're really great. They've just done such a nice job with like marketing and normalizing it and all that stuff. So I was looking, I was, before I got on to talk to you, I was looking at, cause I always forget cause I truthfully don't care. I forget what the average penis length is, but like people want to know. And the warning about even telling people what the average erect penile length is, is everything within two standard deviations of a measurement in engineering or whatever mathematics is considered normal. So if I tell you that there is a study that says the average erect penis length is 5.1 to 5.5 inches, there's a standard deviation on both sides of that, which makes a huge, huge range of normal. For so sure. I just want people to soak it in of like, if you measure, but you're still within two standard deviations, which is, I think, several inches on you. I think it's like three to seven then or something. I'd have to look it up. And then the other problem with the data is they measured, well, how accurate are the people who are measuring the erect penis? And intra-measurable variability is terrible. It's like 15 to 21% off between people measuring, which is a big deal when you're only measuring five inches. So there, I'm just blowing out of the water like... You're, you're probably normal people. I mean, there are a small number of people like anything. There are a number of people who fall into abnormally small feet or abnormally small ears or abnormally large body parts of whatever type. The same goes for penises. So there are definitely people who fall into the category of what we call micropenis. But I mean, a micropenis is like an inch. Like, it's quite small. It's not a person who's just a bit smaller than average. But even then, I mean, the thing that kills me about this is that why is that so important? So for the male partner, anything that surrounds their penis, regardless of how big it is, feels good. So you're not going to have less pleasure because of a smaller penis. And for most female partners, the part that we enjoy the most has nothing to do with the penis. So having, I mean, even if you're a person with a micro penis, that doesn't mean you can't have a completely enjoyable and satisfying sex life. Yeah. And I, I want to normalize that the penis is one tool in the toolbox. Yeah. And it's not even the best tool. It's not, no, I, yeah, I would not say it's the best tool in the toolbox. We've got models, we've got hands, we've got toys, we've got all these different things, let alone things I haven't mentioned. But it is literally just one tool and certainly starting to break apart the definition of manliness and worthiness based upon size is going to be good for every human on this planet. Absolutely. I think porn 
certainly we're in such a more visual society now. Like think of a hundred years ago, you weren't really like having ability to compare anything. So this is kind of a new phenomenon where we're like, you can actually go like see how big big is now at your disposal. And what we know about porn actors is they are not normal. They're actually like yeah. aberrancies on the large end, which has now been like put on a pedestal of, you know, male beauty. And you have to, have you ever seen Ron Jeremy? I mean, yeah. he was a, a really have. famous porn actor for years because he had a giant penis. Great. It's abnormal. Totally. He is not an attractive guy. Right. He's a little overweight. He was pretty hairy. He was quite sweaty. He was not an attractive person. Why was he chosen for part? Like, I'll take a person with an average size penis who doesn't look like Ron Jeremy any day of the week. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing for men to realize, because I know a lot of heterosexual couples listen to this podcast, for men to realize is like, really, women don't care. No, there are a few and you care about them. And of course, they, they make waves. They're, they're very dramatic and interesting. So they, they get articles written about them and things. So if you go looking on the internet, you're going to find stuff about size queens, about women who really, really want guys with a big penis. And, you know, there are a few of them out there. But in my experience, the ones who are the most obsessed with that tend to be people who've had partners that were not good in the past. And the only thing they had going for them was a large penis. And they didn't do foreplay and they didn't use toys and they didn't use their fingers and they didn't do oral sex. And so the only sensation that their female partner had was that stretch from a penis. And so that person felt like size was what mattered. In my experience, when I take these people who are quite focused on size and I take penetration off the table and I challenge them to go actually find a way to have an orgasm without a penis in their vagina, they're usually quite appreciative and their interest in a large penis goes down quite dramatically. I think there might be, I love that. Thank you for the example. I think there might be something to like a woman said, because women are trained to be the object of desire. And if you've been with a, somebody with a bigger penis, there might be something to like, I'm worthy of being attracted by the person with the biggest penis. Again, tying yeah. in this like sense of like worthiness and acceptance. And I, there's something to that more than just like the vagina stretched more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we do put guys with big penises regardless of any other factors about them. We put them in porn. That must make them attractive. Like, So yeah, I could definitely see there being sort of a competition of sorts, right? Amongst friends. Like, I don't know. There's some sort of psychological something to that. Yeah. Like, I'm worthy because I attracted the big thing. I don't know. Or maybe because I'm so attractive, it got this big. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. But while we wrap it up, we need to talk about that. What women, what vagina owners make erections or their inability to have erections mean about them? Because women do that all the time. Yeah, they really do. We, we take it very personally when our partners get erectile dysfunction. We think it says something remarkable about us when our partners don't have erectile dysfunction. And it, it's really not about us. Erectile dysfunction is what's going on in the male partner's arteries and in the male partner's brain. Mm -hmm. 
and it has nothing to do. I mean, if they're interested in sex and they don't have circulation problems, they can have an erection with no stimulation. It isn't about us. It's not about us, ladies. We get to take the pressure off of ourselves. Nobody ever hears that though. We got to tell, we got to tell the women. Yep. And if you are assuming something, like I am assuming your lack of erection means X, Y, Z, like the least you can do is bring that up to them and like air it out, put some sunlight on it to see if it holds up because that's even better than just assuming and then having it go wrong from there. For sure. Though I highly recommend when those things happen and those insecurities rise up to talk to a counselor or a sex therapist when you have those conversations because... What can happen, unfortunately, for a lot of men is that if a partner confronts them in a way that they feel accused of something or they feel put down or insulted, it actually causes them to have more erectile dysfunction because they can, the contribution to the brain. And they get performance anxiety, they get performance pressure, and suddenly now their brain is interfering with them being able to get an erection the next time, even if it otherwise wouldn't have been a problem. So those conversations need to happen, but they can also be very, they're a little risky. So getting help to navigate those is always a good idea. Yeah, that's a good point. Like if you're creating more of a fight or flight response in the penis owner, fight or flight is not not where erections happen. No, I think, you know, and again, like we were talking about is like, sometimes it's really hard to find a sex therapist or a therapist is just like making sure you're coming at it with curiosity and love and engagement and really listening and seeing what they have to say. And it might not go well the first time. And if it doesn't, then again, seeking out help. But like, yeah, you're right. The way you handle it is very important. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hart. Where can people find you again? Sexualfunctionclinic.com or, you know, if you happen to live in Canada. We love Canada. I'm <laughs> actually allowed to visit it now because it's yeah, only maybe. miles from my house. But I haven't done it yet because I don't want to deal with the paperwork. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but we're happy. Awesome. Well, all my love and I can't wait till next time. Yeah, sounds good. You take care. <laughs>